old age of scattered. Find his face by and Cam. What's up, boys? What's up? We're doing. All right, let's jump right in. We got uh, our winners and our losers. Uh, we had a couple polls out. Um, one of the polls was who is the most to blame for Brady winning. Uh, I believe Dylan and I both said Kraft did not win the poll. It was Belichick, in fact. So we'll go right to winners with Cam and Tucker. You guys, uh, everyone agreed with you there that Belichick's the main reason. Any thoughts to that, Cam? Um, yeah, what do you know? Me and Tucker just buddying it up again, winning another poll. So it, it was clear to me Belichick's maybe not the problem, but he is the reason, and it's going to be fun to see who comes out victorious, hey, or Brady, or maybe they beat the Super Bowl. I don't know. <laughs> All right, and then uh, another winner I had was Tucker again because he guessed Jaws last week. So we did it for Dylan. I guess we'll have to do it for you. Um, and then our race to take of the week winner, Cam, with the Tank for Trevor movement on in New England. Uh, that means you are tied for first place with me. You guys, Tucker and Dylan, are falling way behind. <laughs> so, uh, Cam, here's your moment. Uh, you're tied for first. What do you got to say? Um, so, I did a little uh, play to the audience's hand here, and it kind of seemed like everybody did except Dylan going with the outlandish Freddie Freeman's funny take. He is funny. He is. He is. You're right. He reminds me of myself. Uh, just hilarious. Well, I'll get one of those kind of wins under my belt, and um, I'm going to get a little more wasted this week with my take, so don't expect too much, but hopefully I can get another W. All right. Well, um, like I said, we are tied to five. You should have four after that whole debacle with the basketball game, but I'm not going to get into it again because it's ridiculous. But uh, another week with no sports, so pretty slow week, I'd say. But uh, we can jump right into waste takes. I guess I'll go first. So, you know, I've been looking at sports from an outside perspective and not being able to uh, watch anything. And I've been looking at the future of sports, what's coming up. And one of my favorite prospects in basketball is LeBron James Jr., of course. Guy's the stud. He's the coolest 15-year-old of all time. Um, I'm obsessed with him. And he's got, he's got great TikToks going, by the way. Follow him on TikTok. He, he does dances with the whole James family. So um, I'm with you, my way to take that LeBron and Bronny will play one year together in the league. Here's how it's going to happen. Bronny's 15, so he's got four more years till he goes to the league. Three more years of high school, one year of college. He's going to go to somewhere like probably Duke or, you know, I guess the sleeper would be Ohio State because that's where his dad said he would go. But he'll do one year there. He'll get drafted either by LeBron's team or he'll be taken like one overall. And LeBron will immediately sign a bet one-year minimum with that team. Uh, he'll be old as hell. But <laughs> I think that's destiny. I've been saying this for years from the time he was like 11. Since the first time I saw him play basketball that they're going to play together. They're going to figure a way out. LeBron basically runs that entire league, so he'll, you know, he'll go to an owner and he'll say, "Hey, I don't want to play for you anymore. They'll get rid of him, and then he'll sign with another team for no money, just for the opportunity to win a championship with the Sun." Uh, any thoughts? Now, I'll go first on this, and the fact that I don't think Bronny games. <laughs> I don't think. I, I mean, I haven't heard anything about him being the stud. He's not even the best player on the team. He's a freshman. Yeah, but even his AAU team, he's not the best player on it. Who is? Zaire is way better than him. I don't know about that. 
I'm telling you, LeBron James Jr. will go to Ohio State and Duke, and then will be drafted to the NBA purely because LeBron James is the general manager already at the while he's in the NBA. And so he'll go on to whatever team LeBron's on. He'll probably get significant minutes because LeBron will complain about it. So, yeah, they will be on the same team, but it's not because of Bronny's talent. It's because of his lack. I think he's good. I mean, I've watched a lot of highlights. He looks pretty good. He's very athletic. I think he's, a, he's 15. So you got to give him time to develop as an actual player. But Dylan, any thoughts? Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head here. This is exactly something that the NBA would do, and it's probably going to happen. Like, the odds are in that favor that this this could happen. It very well could happen. Cam? Yeah, I think it's it's 100% going to happen. I think they'll play together. Um, might even, I think they, it's possible they play against each other for a year and then maybe play together in, like, LeBron's final outing or some, some dumb two-week trade and then he retires or something stupid like that. Um, I think it'll be a train wreck. I don't think they'll have any chemistry. I don't think they'll be good together. I don't think anything like that. But I do think that it, it is, it is, I don't know, likely to happen, but it's very, very possible. Um, Bronze looks ageless. He's been number two in the MVP, two, three, four in the MVP voting his whole entire career. So he can do whatever. Um, well, yeah, I think that LeBron's last year will be that year that it happens. I think he'll retire after it. I think he's just going to have to sign a one-year deal with a team. I mean, who knows who's going to be drafting in four years at that spot? He's going to have a lottery. He's going to shake out. But uh, I don't, I don't know. If, I don't, I don't know if he'll be successful either. I mean, he's going to be obviously a rookie, and it takes some time to, to kind of figure that out. And I know LeBron, even though he looks superhuman right now, he's going to be getting older. That's just my thought. So. Uh, Tucker, your ways to take. No, so that actually was well into my ways to take because my ways to take is LeBron got snubbed out of an MVP because of this coronavirus outbreak. Because Giannis is about to go out two to three weeks, maybe even longer. Going to be out 10 to 15 games. LeBron is about to take over the number one overall seed in the NBA. Had the stats to back it up. The only guy that was competing with him for it was Giannis. And now Giannis is going to get the MVP because he played a full season, but he was about to sit out for the next 10 to 15 games. It's absolutely bullshit. I needed to see how old is LeBron now? 35? 30 somewhere on there. And to see a 35-year-old MVP? But absolutely not. And we got shafted as fans of that due to coronavirus. I disagree. He's on a he's he's really good. He's on a really really good team. Really good team. I mean, AD but is nasty. He has the stats to back it up. No, he's playing well. Don't get me wrong. He's playing well, but I think Giannis is more important to his team than LeBron is. I'm not debating that, but I'm saying that he would if Giannis got more valuable in games. Yeah, but a guy that only just because he got hurt, a guy that played three quarters of the season. You see, MVPs get hurt. The guy that played the whole season. You, you see MVPs get hurt all the time. But not, a missing, not missing games. a quarter of the season. Quarter. Uh, Cam? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm Team LeBron. Uh, I think he, he would have been one MVP. If he didn't win it, I think he should have won it. He tends to get snubbed out of these things every year. Too hard and he doesn't pass or Westbrook. 
who just the the ball hogs who have nobody else. They just take the show over and they never make it to the championship when LeBron's a winner and Giannis isn't clutch. So yeah, I think the greatest basketball player of all time should have won MVP this year. Oh. <laughs> I hate LeBron. I just want to preface that, Dylan. Well, if you look at the screen behind you, that's about as much emotion I've been showing for the entire time of <laughs> Tucker's take. <laughs> but um, no, I don't. I don't know, man. That's such a hard thing to call MVP votes. I mean, how many games were left in the season? Like fifteen. Something like that. It was, it was almost over. I mean, that's still like the fifth of the season left. I if a guy's gone. The MVP after missing 30 games. Who? Imagine a baseball player missing 30 games and then gave the MVP. 35 games and missed, gave the MVP. I'm sure. Late. I mean, I'm sure it's happened. <laughs> so you, you, I guess you yeah. just never know. I, I I just don't. I don't think he is the most important. That team is so stacked that I don't think he's. I mean, he's playing really well. I'll give you that. He's playing really well. Uh, Dylan. Ways to take. Let's go. All right. Well, talks about coronavirus. Uh, mine's kind of about coronavirus. So, well, it is. So, imagine you are a sports player and you got to make, or or a, a sport, a, a player who makes money based on how many games they play. Like, like say you're a, like a, a NASCAR driver or something, right? And you make money based on your place. Or call it golf. Okay, we're a golf player. Wouldn't it be in your best interest to get coronavirus now, then survive like survive it while everybody's on the downtime, then not have any chance of getting it again because you already had it, and then come out firing at the gate when you start back up again? You know what I mean? I don't think they know get it again. Who would I see? I saw um, Red Bull Racing, their executive called recommend all their uh, racers to get coronavirus now yeah I just told it, them exactly that is out. that is what i'm saying like wouldn't that be a good idea well not really but wouldn't that be kind of a good idea maybe so uh, Cam? it's it's not confirmed that you you're immune to it after i don't think there's been any cases of, of double corona yet but once you do get it your body has built up somewhat of an immunity, and it is possible, but I think it's far more unlikely. However, I have read that if it mutates into like a seasonal thing where they come out with a new flu vaccine every year like that, then it's going to require a vaccine. It's not going to be just, oh, I got it, now it's done. It's just it's, if it mutates, it's going to be like a, a different it's like kind a, of like the cold. Yeah. Well, you never know. Maybe, maybe you take that risk, come out firing at the gate sooner. Who knows? I, I, I brought this up a couple of weeks ago, too. I don't think it's a terrible idea if, if you know, it's more unlikely to get it later on. I stand by it. I can't, I can't imagine that if you get it and you beat it, that it it's, like, worse the second time around. If you can even get it the second time around. Like, well, I, can't, I don't think that anything about science, I'll say that. I'm not a doctor, but I don't think that's how it works. You know, they so, have, you know, they're... Uh, Using plasma transfer fusion things to try to help people. Yeah. Any idea about that? No. So this is related. What? This is a sports podcast. Oh, whatever. That- what about blood doping? That's cycling. Same thing. 
Oh, okay. Well, I'm joking. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tucker, should everyone get coronavirus being sports back? I think that everyone that's healthy right now needs to go out get coronavirus and quarantine themselves for two weeks. Exactly. We'll while the, while the country's down. Exactly. Let's get out. Get out of everyone's system. <laughs> and then everyone can get back on the streets. I'm tired of being inside. I'm tired of this shit. And I just want to start being able to do things again. So let's all get coronavirus now so that two weeks from now we can all be risk-free. I don't know if that'll, that'll be how it works. <laughs> hey, you never know. It. It's not going well. Everyone right. under 35 get coronavirus right now. Go out, find someone with coronavirus, volunteer at your local hospital, get coughed on, do whatever you <laughs> Alright, Cam, your race is take. Uh, enough of this nonsense. Let's talk football. It's football season. It's the sport that is coming up next. Everything else is cancelled. Football's on. <laughs> Um, we're thinking about it's it's very likely that we come up with a 14 team playoff this year. Um, I'm with it. I'm about it. Uh, so what they're gonna do, we, we'll touch on it a little later. But I think this will be obviously the first year because it hasn't been possible. But the first year of the new playoff system. We will see every team coming out of the NFC West in the playoffs. <laughs> I was, I was wow. thinking you were going there. Wild cards are there total. Three wild cards and then the four division leaders, West. and all four all four teams are coming out of the NFC West. Dumb. I'm just gonna start this off with dumb. The NFC North is debatably as good as the <laughs> NFC West. I don't know about that one. I'm what? I stand by it. I think the Bears can be a great team. I, I think suck. The Bears don't suck. They suck last year. I can't wait. I can't, the Bears were in the hunt till week 17. What do you mean? They were in the hunt. That's because they were in the hunt longer than the Cardinals and the Rams. All right. Well, we'll continue why you think that. So, so Cam, you have – so the Rams did not do well last year. Okay. Like, you just tell me. Just explain it to me. So – because of this wild free agency we've seen, we've already talked about what we're changing up our um, our playoff predictions. Um, so we got the 49ers, great team. Seahawks, they're going to figure it out, shoe in. Then we got the Cardinals. They got Kyler Murray, who had a spectacular rookie season, just got D-Hop on his team, got rid of lousy David Johnson, who was holding the team back. <laughs> they are on the rise. Cliff Kingsbury's bound to make the playoffs. And then the Rams, they've always been on the cusp. The past three years, they're either in the playoffs or they're right on the edge of it. Um, I think that they can turn it around. Got rid of Gurley. They want to start fresh. They get their O-line back in shape. They'll be good to go. Now, my only problem with that is the NFC South, whether the Saints or the Bucks win it, I think it's more likely that the Saints still win the division and they get in, and then the Bucks are just, you know, that 8-8. Eight Team that just doesn't everybody hyped up and it didn't actually happen. I think this is a this is a real chance of happening. Now, what about the Cardinals' defense? You're not worried about that at all? No, they not really. They what? They didn't make any improvements on the defensive side. How do you know? Were you at the practices? <laughs> <laughs> you at their I, I can accept the argument for every team except for the Cardinals. I just don't think the Cardinals have it. I don't think one receiver is going to change that entire 
system. I still think Kyler Murray's too small. He played okay. They didn't win a ton of games. Not to mention he has to play every team in the NFC West twice. Yeah, how is that going to work out with them all playing each other that many times? <laughs> that was my question. They what play do you mean? every team. Every team in the NFC West could go thirteen and three. <laughs> They're going to lose yeah. to each other all once and win to each other all once. In the division, very possible. I say, uh, listen, it's a waste to take. I told you this earlier. I said, beware, I'm coming in. And I came in with it. And I think the Cardinals are even probably more probable than the Rams. I think the Cardinals are going to have a fantastic season. I had them in 9-7 and seven before they even got D-Hop. That's how confident I was in them. Playoff picture right now. I want to see a, like – graph of all the teams you have in the hunt for the playoffs <laughs> next year. Because I'm pretty sure it's 90% of the league. <laughs> oh, I have it all. I have it. All right, ready? Ready? Here it is. All right, go ahead. Rattle them off. All right. Here goes NFC. Rattle off NFC. The four in the NFC West. Done <laughs> deal. The Saints coming out of the NFC South. The Packers coming out of the NFC North. The Cowboys coming out of the NFC East. There's your seven. And then in the AFC side, you already know my my Dolphins, Bengals, <laughs> Chiefs, Titans, Ravens, and then I got one more spot. I haven't locked it in yet, but now they got an extra playoff spot. I got somebody else that can that can make some moves in there. We're saving right. this. Maybe the Texans. We gotta do. We gotta do our uh, 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 after the draft. We'll do our uh, updated uh, yep. picks. Now, one other thing. I'm like 75% sure right now the playoff, uh, the expanded playoffs, isn't until not this year, but the year after. Wrong. I'm sure the playoffs would take place in 2020, and the 17 game season would then would be in 2020, uh, okay. 2021. All right, so there's uh, there's your wasted tapes. All right, so we can talk more about the playoffs, but Cam, I think you've got a little bit of breaking news, huh? I do. As many of you may know, um, it was offered up to Tiger and Phil Nicholson to do a one-on-one 18-hole event. Just golf is a very independent game. Don't need much uh, quarantining there. I just uh, read a tweet from a verified account saying, hearing Tiger vs. Phil might indeed be happening as a pay-per-view event, but that the caveat is that each will have a partner Two of the names being mentioned, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Ooh, go Team Manning. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm Team Tiger. I don't care who his teammate is. That's how dead Tom Brady is to me. I'm not even going to spend the time rooting against Tom Brady. I like Tiger more than Phil, so I'm Team Tiger. I I would, I don't, I don't think I'd pay for that. I think i just go on Twitter and get the analysis from Twitter because – I'm not a big golf guy in general. I don't watch a lot of golf, except for maybe the last round of the Masters every year. But I, I don't know if I'd pay money to watch a golf game. Now, Match. would you pay money to watch it if Tom Brady was still a Patriot? Yes, I'd 100% Do pay you pay for it then? If the, if the money would go to him, then yes. <laughs> if some of the money's going to him, I'll pay for it. Um, all right, so so this, this uh, playoff structure, I've said for a long time – I don't really like it. I, I don't like the, the fact that these some of these teams that don't perform that well are going to be able to sneak into the playoffs. They're not going to win. Nobody that gets in that third wild card spot is going to win a Super Bowl. I, I truly don't believe it. <laughs> I 
When's the last time a wild card team won a Super Bowl? Uh, the Packers, the Eagles, three years ago, two years ago. Were they a, were they a wild card team? They won the division that so. year. Cowboys. They won. No, they won the division that year. Yeah, they they won. They, they they were yeah they were the one seed. Yeah, were they actually? Yeah, Carson Wentz went off. Oh, they, they were, were the really best really team really in the league. Okay, that's a big L for me. But um, I don't I don't like it. Uh, Cam, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, first off, Packers, Ravens, Giants twice against the Patriots twice. Um, all those teams were wild card teams. But I think it's a great take because I was looking at the bracket today. Unfortunately, there's two things I don't like about it. One, now only one team gets a bye week, which is is kind of fair if you're the best team. You get a bye week. I get that. But um, the second thing I don't like about it is that um, – I. Don't remember what I was going to say, but I was looking. <laughs> oh, the second thing I don't like about it is that six wild card teams have won the Super Bowl. So the second thing I don't like about it is that they didn't get rid of the rule that the top four seeds go to the top division winners, and it's not like basketball. I don't like that the nine and seven Eagles can get in over the Seahawks last year in a in a four or seed over a five seed, and they still ended up winning. But it's home field advantage, it's home field advantage. However, what I will say is I was looking at what the playoff picture would have looked like last year, and the 7-versus-2 game would have been Rams versus Packers. I think the Rams win that. I think the Rams win that game. Absolutely. Packers were vastly overrated. Exactly. So you get overrated teams having to play more games like that. The number one seed's never overrated. It just doesn't happen. Two seeds could be overrated. Three seeds could be overrated. They now have to you know, play a little bit more of a challenge and play teams like the Rams who were on the cusp of the playoffs last year. The Steelers, who, granted, they wouldn't have won anything because they didn't have a quarterback, but how they had Ben Roethlisberger, maybe. Teams that are on the cusp like that, who you say, wow, I really wish they could have gotten in because maybe they could have made something happen. I'm excited for those guys. I want to see a couple of huge upsets coming in. I'm, I'm picking seven over two every time. I, I agree with Cam here in the fact that, like, there's teams that get hot the second half of the year or have a big injury and then finally get it together once they can get their guys back. There's teams that are a lot better than what their record shows, and I think that's absolutely could play a factor in the playoffs. But and the thing is, these teams are playing it now an extra game. There's going to be a, no, there won't be an extra game because you take out because you take out one of uh, one of the buys, one of the buys, which makes it so that the same amount of people are in the next round. Yep, but that team that has the buy. Gets screwed. The, the, I don't the think. Two I don't think they deserve a buy for being the second best team. I I don't like buys at all, but I can understand having one team get a buy. I don't think half. I don't know. I feel like in the second round it got a little boring because half the games had a buy, and so it made it a lot easier to make it. I mean, you see the one v two almost every time. Dylan, your thoughts on it? Yeah, so you guys are talking basically about trying to even the playing field here in terms of, well, maybe this team isn't the best in their division, but they could be fourth best in the league and not make the playoffs, or or fifth best in the league and not make the playoffs. So you're just, by doing this, you're getting rid of the uh, division part of the sport. Why don't you just make it two conferences and just say the best seven teams in the two conferences make the playoffs? Uh, like. It's the no, same. Because conferences play uh, 12 of the games, you play against your own conference. 
So you would have to make it an eight and eight schedule, AFC versus NFC. Yeah, but you, I know you'd have to restructure the whole thing. But you guys are just saying that you want it to be more fair for the teams that are close to being in, but maybe should get in, but because they're in a tough division, they're not. So if you're trying to just even the playing field, and that's where your argument's coming from, then just make it straight down the middle. Everybody plays everybody in the conference, or and a couple teams in the other conference, and then there you go. Conferences fluctuate. Divisions fluctuate every year. I don't think it's a matter of a, co- a division being too tough. If you can't make it out of your division, then I agree you don't like deserve to be in the playoffs if you if you can't put up a nine and seven record at least. I don't think that's the issue because divisions fluctuate every single year. NFC East was the best for a while. Now they're terrible. Um, what I will say is that what I did here is that they're going to be doing Monday night playoff football games to speed it up so that it's still on time and it doesn't have to go a week over. So it's going to be looking like five games in a weekend or, or I think it was six games in a weekend or something where they would have three on Saturday, two on Sunday, and one on Monday or something. I don't know. Monday night playoffs football sounds pretty The more days of playing a game – that everybody loves. I mean, that's more money for the league, more games they play, so maybe they're into well, that. That's why they did it. I mean, that's why they did it. Money. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. So uh, there was breaking news today that the NCAA is accepting an extra year of eligibility for spring athletes. Now, I, I was a little confused on this. Um, this the spring athlete is a is a basketball player, right? No. No? Yes. They went to sports. What what'd you say, Cam? It's it's seniors all also. Um Oh well, yeah. Uh, the seniors that are losing their year of eligibility. Yeah. yeah. Well everyone's getting an actual year of eligibility. So if you're a freshman you can run a fifth like you can do a fifth year. Yeah. But, so I mean what do you think about in NCAA spring sports though? Because I I don't think of any like big spring sports that are NCAA baseball. Yeah, so my um, big takeaway from this is who cares? Like, <laughs> um, you really excited for the fifth year senior playing spring baseball? Like anyone that's anyone in the baseball is probably already in the pros. And I'm personally not going to watch college track fifth years run. So I can't imagine anyone else's because if I'm not doing it, why would anyone else? I ran track in college and I won't watch. This is this this isn't for the fans watching it. This is for the players playing. Has nothing to do with the fans. It's about not having your senior season or your four seasons of eligibility go down the drain. It makes sense for the sports world. It's not like a big earth shattering. No one should care. Cam. Oh, um, yeah. If you're against this, you're just a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> Two things. One, I've gotten a little in, insider scoop. A boy up at uh, UVM who talked to a couple of spring athletes that he knows, and they said, absolutely not. We're not, even, we're not doing it. We're not pl- going another year. For oh, that, yeah, you, yeah, that's true, too. Um, two, um, when the news came out today that winter athletes were not approved, it's going to wreak havoc. People are going to go ballistic. Parents, people care about players. They're going to they're going to overrule this soon. I'm telling you now. I don't think they're going to do it for winter. 
I don't think I got so. It. so. I talked to actually I talked to Pat Colvin about it because um, he's he's a baseball oh, player. Shout out Pat Colvin. He's a baseball player up at LaSalle University now. They're not college anymore. University. And he was obviously extremely bummed out about his situation. Uh, but he was considering doing grad school. Um, I, they said that he could come back and play grad school because he's D3 and they passed that first. So he'd have to do grad school. So um, I don't know where his head's at on it. But, um, I mean, it's it's nice for these guys to get another chance, I get, but I, I guess. But for people like us who are not playing these spring sports that are just watching, it's not – anything that's going to cross my radar, really. No, there is no interest at this point. I, I'm all for it. I mean, it's. I, I was saying the other day to Pat, I said I couldn't even imagine if my football, my senior football season or my senior baseball season got taken from me. I mean, that that would have been soul-crushing in high school. Um, so I, I, I can kind of see, I, I can kind of relate to them in that matter, but I just don't think it's that big a deal for everyone outside of it but uh yeah so we'll move on so uh big week this week the, the second to last week of marmula one uh we had a big race on sunday was it smoggy that ended up winning it yeah smoggy won it so we're heading into the final final race from the hazers the hazers we're heading into the final races here the final race um all I know is Team Galactic could win it. There, there, uh, there is an opportunity to win it. Uh, Pulsar did not do a great performance, but I think he finished sixth to eighth. I'm not exactly sure where he finished. I'm kind of forgetting right now. But um, I'm excited because uh, if they can pull out and win this and I just pick, pick the, the winning team, I'm going to be amped. I mean, <laughs> uh, but championship race, uh, what's your thoughts, Tuck, coming up? I was disappointed. I mean, I was in fourth. <laughs> with a lap and a half to go. And I don't know exactly what happened. I think there was some foul play involved, but I ended up coming in 12th overall. You, I mean, it was, crazy crazy race. Race. It was wild. So the start of the race was so, a complete disaster. I, I'm pissed about that because I had a guaranteed eighth or better going into that due to the fact that only eight marbles made it out of the first lap. It was bananas if you didn't see it. Every single marble got hung up on a corner. I don't know what was up. I think those track. marbles should have been DQ'd on the spot. <laughs> but that happened, and then the test, the uh, the safety marble couldn't get them out. It was absolute mayhem at Gels Marble Racing on Sunday. Uh, Dill, your thoughts on the race and uh, the championship race coming up? Yeah, so the snowballs, I think they're in fourth or fifth on the standings, and I, I don't know the math, but if they come in first, I'm sure that gives them a good shot. So I'm, I'm still rooting for them. Uh, my, my man, Snowflake, he's a snowflake. He was in eighth and dropped down to like 12th on a, some bad play in the back on like the last lap. I was kind of pissed. Uh, just rooting for him next week. It's going to be a good race. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'd like to report some sort of collusion. Okay. Wizards, there's something going on with the weight of their muffles. Hazy and Smoggy. I don't know if if he does weigh-ins every week, but they gotta be. They got on way more than the, the rest. They're they, pounding that pre-workout. He was he was way in the lead at the in the first lap, and then the pileup happens. They restart, and he takes lead for the whole entire thing again. I just I, I right. don't get it. What's going on with the haters? It's up there. I don't think 
I think it's rigged, really. They're up 96 points. My speed is second place. We only have 71. We need a miracle to happen, really, no, honestly. I have standings right here. So the, the, the Hazers are in first with 90. So they're going to be tough to beat. If they finish top four, they're probably going to win. Um, Savage Beaters are second with 76. O-Rangers are third with 69. Nice. Those and are the only two that have a shot. Well, Team Galactic has a shot, too. 64, because you only get... Oh, I guess if they... No, it says right here all the teams in white have a shot. So the only teams that have a shot are the Hazers, Speeders, Rangers, and Galactic. God dang it. After coming first, have the fastest lap, and have the other three not score. I believe. I believe in my boys. <laughs> I believe in my boys. That's that would be a... Hey... I might root for Team Galactic. You gotta in this bet, one the, bet the under on this one. Pull that miracle comeback off. What are the odds incredible. on this one in Vegas? The snowballs don't really have a snowball's chance in hell here. They are uh, after Team Galactic, so I don't think That's, they can. Win they were they, they were gonna get second. points and they dropped back. Man, dang it, they had a shot. Um, but points. tough season to be a Hornets fan. Only eight points for them. My father's a Hornets fan. Tough season for them. I, um, they came in last or second to last almost every race. What are we going to do now that this is ending? I mean, what's Jell? I think they're going to have the Marble Olympics after this. I, I don't know what Jell's next move is, but he has to figure something out. I need it. I, I need is, it to survive every I'm weekend. on the podcast. Okay. Well, that's your Marble One update. Next week, big week, championship week. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have the total discussion of it. Um, so other things going on without sports. Ton of virtual tournaments. Uh, I'll talk about some of them. There's a uh, 2K tournament that's only players in the league that are playing it. I haven't watched any of that. There is a Madden all-time team tournament, so they're taking the, the best teams from from every like best players from every era of the team and putting them on one team and having them play each other. Uh, I believe the Patriots and Dolphins are playing right now. Um, and then also we have a huge beer pong tournament that is being put on by Post Malone and Mike Studd. Some of the names involved are Rob Gronkowski, um, Johnny Manziel. You got some, you got team Barstool in there. You got some big names competing in this, uh, this tournament. Um, I'm excited to watch that, uh, for sure. Um, thoughts on, uh, I'd, I'd love to be in a, in a virtual beer time, beer pong tournament. Dylan, are your thoughts on any, on any, any tournaments that should happen or any of these tournaments that are happening? Well, the beer pong's interesting. Um, I wonder if there's going to be some uh, consumption involved here, because you all know you start throwing better the more you drink. So, I don't know. I feel I feel if there's if that's involved, Gronk's on the top. If he's not, I don't know. Does does he play good beer pong when he's sober? I don't know. He is we'll playing with a girlfriend, and uh, well, well, that could be that could be a, a little bit of a, move. Uh, she's a, a sleeper. You never know. She's a sleeper. You know your best teammate. It's never your girlfriend. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's a high seed. Uh, Cam, your thoughts on tournaments? Um, I think we could go in there, me and you, Trey, and just run it up on people. I think we could, too. I was just about to say, Cam and I... overrated beer pong duo of all time. They have about 500 record, but think they're gods. I'll read you my record right now, bro. Bro, it's just Uh, an asterisk. I'll read you my record. Our 2017 pong record was 42 and 21. That's cute. Me and Ben had a 16-0 stretch. All right, elbows. Bro, no, I'm actually. sorry. We whooped you. I'm gonna say we were probably five and one against you guys. No, 
I'd say around five and one. There's no chance that we won one game. It was embarrassing. I mean, it was like you guys would come up to the table a couple times every night. We'd give you a quick one-two, and then it'd be over. I, I, I disagree. Cam and I are unstoppable at Pong. Anybody that wants to challenge us can challenge us. Happily. We'll beat them virtually. You know what? We could have a virtual tournament right right here. We could work out teams. Would love it. You and you and Dylan versus me and Cam, we could have a virtual tournament. Sure, we'd win too. But um sure. Sure. any 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 uh other tournaments you're looking forward to? I'm looking watching. forward to the um do you say there's a Madden tournament with just NFL players? No, it's not just NFL players, oh. it's the all time teams. Oh yep, yep. I've been watching that one a little bit. Um there's a two K tournament with just players. I'm excited for that one. Um, Cam, you got anything to say? No, Dylan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, have you guys been, uh... Make your hand, Cam, so... What? Go ahead, Dylan. <laughs> okay, thank you. So, you know about the, the virtual NASCAR racing that's going on? Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Denny Hamlin was in it. They, they, I mean, have you seen the setups? It's unbelievable. They have, a like, a legit car with a curved TV screen. It's, like, full immersion... And they have the tracks based to, to the exact specs, and they get forty guys racing on the on the track. And there was a giant pile up last week. It was kind of cool. Uh, I'm excited to maybe actually watch that the next time they have one of those. Uh, and I could see maybe even some golf players doing that virtual golf thing with the screen, maybe and something maybe soon. I don't know. I mean, it'd be, fun. It'd be cool to watch at least while there's nothing going on. Is the Mountain Tournament just a, a simulator, or are people actually playing? Yeah, it's a simulation. Oh. It's just a, the best players from every team put in one team. Because I was, I was with a, with a friend the other day, and he was on the phone with uh, Juju Smith-Schuster's roommate, and he informed him that Juju just got paid twenty five thousand dollars to play Michael Vick and Madden. I didn't know if that was that or I did see that. That was also a thing that was going on. There's another Madden tournament of celebrities, but I'm not I'm not too first on that one. Wouldn't that be the life? Twenty five yeah. grand you to play five four quarters for <laughs> Sounds like um you have a connection to Juju. I do. Possible guest? Possible. I've been working on it. We're gonna we're gonna it might take a couple weeks, but <laughs> he is off from work right now, so let's see what we can do. Stay tuned to find out if Juju becomes the first ways it takes full-time guest. I don't even have uh, that much money in the bank, so. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, no, eSport, eSports came back. The Overwatch League came back this week. That saved me. Uh, I, I missed that. I watched it. The Boston team is terrible. I love it. So I love it. Awesome to watch. I mean, they're playing online now, so you don't get the um, you don't get the the same feeling as they are on the stage. But I will say something quickly about Boston. Who the hell is scouting these guys? Because Boston, the Boston Overwatch team had their second sex scandal in three years. They had the second guy accused of sending nude pictures or eliciting nude pictures from a minor. How does that happen to one team? Uh, an esports team to save the league. The number one thing that the boss uprising need to do to get my full support, they need to sign Gordon Hayward right now. <laughs> I don't care what he plays. We're gonna get lose him on tank. Tanking for I don't know who. I don't even think tanking is a thing at Overwatch League, but we're tanking right now. So why not have some fun with it? Sign Gordon Hayward. 
and have a real good time with it. Luka was playing too. I loved it. He got a quad Let's, pulse bomb kill. That was a yeah, that was fucking sick. But um, all right. So I mean, I'm I'm all in on video games right now. So I love all these virtual tournaments and video games. I'm definitely going to be watching this beer pong tournament, and we should definitely have a beer pong beer pong virtual tournament. Uh, I, I think that's we. It's it's easy to do. You just set up cups across from you, and you know if you make it, take it out. Oh, we need regulation. There, there won't be you, you won't have the rules like you won't have the bouncing you won't have the, the behind the back shots you just yeah, have the regular shooting size table that's true we'll yeah, measure we it out we'll measure it out yeah it's, it's not that hard to figure it out it'll take 20 minutes to set up um all right so now we're going to welcome on a very special guest uh cam i'll turn it over to you to in, to introduce him what's going on all right so we got uh my girlfriend's father here al uh, I got a few questions prepared for him. He'd like to talk a little bit of football. So we're going to get into it. He's a Redskins fan. so I feel oh, for him. Boy, I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Actually, I have some prepared questions for Cam. And, oh, okay. And, and originally, I was going to make this um, quite humorous. And then I started looking up some, um, some Vegas information and then realized that there's not enough humor in the world that could actually add some let me to this conversation about the NSBEs and certainly not the Redskins. But <laughs> said, I'm going to hand Cam the question, and then we're going to have to go to, to some of the information. Okay. All right. First question. Best coaching hire of the season. So... It's true I'm a Redskins fan. I'm going to put that aside for a second. And I'm looking around the NFL and I'm saying to myself, there's been some, listen, the whole, the whole NFC, the whole NFC, he's certainly gone through the whole um, coaching change with the exception of the, of the Eagles. Everyone went through a change. Um, and the whole, you know, NFL has gone through quite a, quite a few coaching changes this year. That said, I'm going to have to say the Redskins, have done the best for themselves, um, not only in, in the head coaching position with Ron Rivera, a Super Bowl um, coach, but his defensive coordinator, um, Jack Del Rio, fantastic um, defensive guy. And I think that I think for the first time, listen, I've been I'm a little older than you guys, not much, but a, little, um, a few years older than you guys. I, I'm pretty, a rescue season ticket where I go way back to the I go way back to the ages of seventy and 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 Billy Kilmer for goodness sake. That's how long I've been a Redskins fan. Okay. I have no idea who those people are. Uh, what's that? <laughs> I don't know who those people are. Come on, dude. Bill's not a big football fan, so I, so I do like what's on your shirt though. I, I'm a fan of that as well. <laughs> okay, good. Um, <laughs> so here's what I would say. Um the Redskins' Achilles heel over the last number of years since Dan Snyder has taken over the team has been, in fact, Dan Snyder. Um, you know, one of the worst owners in sports. What's that? He's one of the worst owners in sports. I mean, he I don't is, know how to put up with it. He's the worst owner in sports. <laughs> okay, I would argue. Um, you know, back in the day of the Redskins' Two Bowls, where we had Jack Penn Cook as the owner, he did what great owners do. He would write checks, 
stay out of the way, and he would let his general manager and his coach, I'm Joe Gibbs, Bobby Bethard, whoever it was at the time, make the football decisions and take them to the promised land. And guess what? They were taken to the promised land numerous times, um, the Redskins. So, you know, Dan Snyder, here comes Dan Snyder, this young kid in his 30s, whatever he was, a rich kid, you know, communications company. Granted, a Redskins fan, but knows nothing about football. And he's done nothing but get in the way of his own um, desire to be successful. And so... John DuPont. John dupont is <laughs> Yeah, dupont isk. I agree. Um, we just watched a movie here just recently, the, the, the uh, Foxcatchers. Um, great movie. But anyways, um, I think for the first time, Snyder's, you know, finally has gotten to the rock and he said, you know what? And I'm tired of this coach. I'm going to let bring in his own people. They haven't, listen, they haven't even hired a gen. And I'm pretty sure that that was predetermined or pre-discussed when Barron came on board. And he said, he probably said, I can't say what he said, but he likely said, look, there's not a great candidate for a GM out there right now, so let's do this. Let me bring my staff on board. Um, you know, let, let, let us go out and test free agents. Let's we're doing the draft. And then at some point, we'll find a GM, you know, hopefully a young GM, a football-minded GM that will come in and be a nice, um, you know, a, a nice match to what we're trying to accomplish here you know, with, with this new Redskins look. Um, we'll see, but looking at things objectively, I think the Skins have done the greatest job with a coaching change in the offseason. Um, you know, obviously, you never really know until you see a season or two or three, you know, the wins and losses, okay? But I think looking at it from a 10,000-foot view so far, I think they've done a great job, so I'm happy with what they've done so far. I would agree. They're, they're I'll say, I'll say, I, I like, I like the Mark McCar- Mike McCarthy hire better, um, just because I Bowl winning. I, yeah, he's won a Super Bowl, and I and I also think, I mean, obviously they have a more talented roster, and I think that he's going to be able to get the most out of those guys. I don't think he's he puts up a lot of nonsense. I think that's part of the reason he got fired in Green Bay. It was because he was not putting up with Rogers' nonsense. So I, I like that hire better, but I, I do like. Riverboat Ron, and I, I'm, I'm the Panthers are my second team, so I was sad to see him lose his job, but I, I do like that hire. I, I agree with you; it's a it's a great hire. Well, you know, listen, I, I I don't necessarily disagree with you. However, it's tough for me to agree with anything. You know, all things Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure Cam, being a Giants fan, it's tough to tough to like anything that the Cowboys do. But I don't necessarily disagree with you. I, I think the only thing that I would question is, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. I, Cam and I were watching ESPN today, and they had this ticker tape. They were comparing, you know, who's the better quarterback, Carson Wentz or Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, what kind of question is that? It's not an argument, yeah. Why would you even ask that question? Is, is it, is, are things bad that, you know, are we done watching marble racing? <laughs> I.e. Cam. Cam turned me on to this marble racing thing the other day. I, I was talked about. Oh, I was. I mean, it's like 
But anyway, that said, are things that bad that we have to compare Carson Wentz to Aaron Rodgers? We say there's no comparisons. Ridiculous. But um, I don't know. Whenever I see a whole family quarterback, I'm going to give you an example, which is kind of a poor example because I I love um, my champion as a coach. I can met and with Redskin. I'm sorry, not my Shannon. My my bad. Prior to no, prior to Shanahan at the Broncos was um uh, what was his name? No, prior to Shanahan was um I can't think of his name. But anyways, there was a, a friction between John Elway and oh Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves is his name. Okay, and they can under a great ownership on Pat Bowen, a great GM, they could never get to the promised land with Dan Reeves as a head coach. And there was a headbutting that went on between Elway and Dan Reeves. Now, that's not necessarily a great comparison, but I always wonder about how um, a Hall of Fame player, you know, just cannot cannot get along with the head coach. But if, if he can't, then there's probably an issue with the head coach. Dan Reeves, Dan Reeves leaves the Denver Broncos, in comes Mike Shanahan, and they win two Super Bowls with Same thing here with the, with the, the Cowboys. You got Mike McCarthy, granted, they did go to the promise plan one year, but that was a, a, a tax relationship. They won. And so we'll see. Um, but it's a good argument, and, and I appreciate that argument. And um, you know, I think that was a good hire in Dallas. I agree. All right. Next question, Cam. All right. So last thing, because I think we're almost at our times. Just give a couple predictions about the NFC, NFC Super Bowl. Fair enough. So, you know, I've always been a firm believer that Vegas is rarely wrong. Okay. And the facts are that they are rarely wrong. Um, so I was, I was going to joke and say, you know, Who's my pick for the NFC East? Redskins. Who's my Who's my pick for the NFC? NFC Redskins. Who's my pick for Super Bowl? I mean, it, those are ridiculous pr- predictions. But I went online and I put I pulled up Vegas odds to see what, in fact, were the the odds for the Redskins to win all these things. And I have to tell you, Vegas has them pretty much last. All <laughs> okay, NFC Championship. For 40 to 1 to win the NFC championship, and they are, stand by, 10 to 1 to win the NFC East. So they are last in both, in, in both Vegas predictions. The reason I'm going to go against that, because if you follow the NFC East, you know, every, every year, every year, it doesn't matter what, doesn't matter what they predict, who, on paper, who looks great, who doesn't look great? The fact is, every year is always a question mark. It's always up in the air. So I don't think the Redskins are going to finish last in the NFC East. I think they'll compete with the NFC East, which is still weak. I don't care what the Cowboys or the Giants or the Eagles roster looks like. It's still a weak division. Um, it's still questioned. Carson Wentz is a, a quarterback. Dak Prescott, I don't care about his contract, a question of quarterback. You know, you got a rookie and a rookie and, and, and the Giants, and who knows with the Redskins. So I'm going to say it's a toss up. I say the odds makers have it wrong, and um, I say it's 
hopefully we'll have a season this year. Hey, guys, thanks so much for having me on. I'm going to give you one more shot T-shirt because it's special. There you go. Thanks for coming on. As a player, we don't we don't know a lot of Redskins fans, so uh, we appreciate <laughs> <laughs> Redskins. Yeah, I mean, the last. I mean, I will say, even rare. I don't, I don't I don't think they're they're getting to the NFC Championship. Um, I don't think they're winning the NFC East. I think that they may finish third is the best they can do. I don't think oh, – I, oh, I think the Panthers are a train wreck. New coach, um, you know, quarterback situation in flux. Um, but I, I, I think that the Redskins are on the rise, definitely. And Cam's been saying he thinks Tua's going to the Redskins, which could be big for you guys. Um, I, I, I don't know about Dwayne. I haven't seen enough of him to really know about him. But, uh, you know, I, I, I appreciate your optimism. I'm not a I'm not a big Haskins fan. I really I really am not. Cam knows that. Yeah. But and I and listen. I think two is a great pick. But I think if the Redskins don't take don't take Chase Young, they're out of their minds. Okay. It's probably a safe bet. I agree with you. He's a well, he's he's a game changer. He's a guy that could be in the face of um, you know quarterbacks in the NFL for the next 15 years. And you know, unless he's a washout, which I don't believe that he that he's gonna be. And by the way, he went to Dematha High School in DC. He's from he's he's a hometown kid from DC. Uh, I think it would be a great thing. So looking forward to having Chase Young. And um, you know, Tua sounds great, and he he, he could be great. Risky. Yeah, he's risky. But he, look, even if he's not risky, you, you've already got a guy. Let's 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 see what happens over the next couple of years. So, anyways. Thank well, you thank you again. I appreciate your time. Well, right, Al, I'll yeah. leave you with one more thing. I know you got a big, I know you got a big heart on your shirt there, but you even got a bigger heart inside that chest because you went against your words when you're saying that you trust Vegas and you even pulled out the stats saying that they're dead last and you're still pulling for them. And I respect that to the fullest of my heart. So, good luck to you, man. I, I'm pulling for you. Redskins all the way, all right, 2020. Brother. All right, brother. Appreciate it, guys. Please. All right, thank you. All right, uh, so um, we will move right on to our last topic of the night, uh, Jaws. Um, big movie, number 50 on the list, my favorite movie of all time. I'll give it a 10 out of 10 right away. I don't even have to, to have to hesitate giving it a 10 out of 10. You know, a lot of people will hate on the uh, special effects of the time, but it was the time. And it was it was 40 years ago now that they had that movie. I don't think the shark looks that bad. I mean, he kind of looks a little cheesy, but not terrible. Um, great storyline, great characters. Uh, some of my, yeah, Dylan's got his big Jaws poster up right now. We know he's a fan. But uh, I'll just tell you right now, Quint, all-time character. Uh, Hooper Bri- drives the boat chief, all-time line. His, his uh, monologue about the Indian true historical event, all-time. Chief Brody, who doesn't like chief, we're going to need a bigger boat. I mean, one of the top ten movie quotes of all time. Uh, you got Hooper, a young Richard Dreyfus who went on to have an illustrious career after that. Steven Spielberg's first major hit. I mean, this this ticks all the boxes for me. Amazing soundtrack. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say it's probably not the best special effects, but I think they did pretty well for 40 years ago. Uh, great acting, great writing, uh, great plot. Uh, Jaws, my favorite movie of all time. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a 10 out of 10. Del, I'll throw it to you because I know that you're a big fan. Yeah, I was put onto this movie by my father. It's one of his favorites, might be his favorite. Um, it's just a great flick. And, and I'll say when, Trey, you and I a few summers back went to Tanglewood in Lennox, Mass., and we watched the 
uh, Jaws with the orchestra playing the music while the movie was going. My God, I still remember it. Great time. Great movie. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, that, that soundtrack, I mean, is there anything more iconic than those two notes? Well, I'll, I don't, I'll, I don't think I'll so. T- I'll tell you, when uh, Spielberg walked over or showed up to the first time he had ever heard it, he hadn't heard it, well, he hadn't heard it yet. And the guy doing the music, I, what's his face? John Williams. John Williams, of course. He was like sitting at the piano and he literally looked at Spielberg and went and played the two notes. Donna, and Spielberg was like, that's it. And the guy's like, trust me. <laughs> yeah, so, it, it worked. Too. It worked uh, great. Um, Tucker, your opinion on Jaws. Now, I'm terrible at homework. I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch it. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't get a score from Dylan. Dylan, I need, I need your score real quick. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. All right. Tucker, I have watched it in the past, although I did not watch it this week. I love the movie. The soundtrack is incredible. The special effects definitely need work. I'm also a guy that can't watch old movies that much just because I like to watch them once, but... I don't see him as that rewatchable because it just almost looks a little bit cheesy with the with the special effects and all that. It makes it hard for me to watch, but obviously it's an all time classic, one of the best. I give it personally an eight point five out of ten. Wow, high score is coming in so far. Cam, Josh, you're gonna be mad at me. I have yet to see lose the. Lose a point, dude. You're not doing your work. You should lose a point. Alright, to be fair, one, I don't lose a point. To be fair, I have been on Harry Potter and I can't just switch movies in between the Harry Potter. It's we're in quarantine, we have nothing to do all day. You can watch a two hour movie. Yeah, at least I have an excuse. I'm working all day. Yeah, this is pathetic. I will I will watch it in the fu- in the near future. You can ridicule me all you want. I will Adam, watch this week. Cam, I am incredible. I knew you weren't gonna watch. I knew it. I knew it from the start. Did you watch Tiger King? I watched Tiger King. Incredible. So I told, told you guys. We're yeah. Tiger King. And it popped off this week. And Tiger King's been huge. I mean, Tiger King's amazing. Cam, I need you to step up. So here's what I'm thinking. So we had some debate last week about the lists. So I and, – and then and then we've also been choosing it randomly, and we're not liking the movies we're choosing. So I'm thinking what we should do is now just recommend a movie – since, since we did my favorite movie last week, I'll say that was my movie. Recommend a movie that maybe some of us haven't seen or, you know. Can we use like the last, from the 2000s at least? Well, everybody gets to pick their own movie. I think that's I think that's a, a good deal. Does everybody agree with that? Sure. All right. Uh, Cam, do you have a movie in mind that you'd like this all to watch? Um, you know, I was going to say Benchwarmers because it is the greatest film ever made. But I won't do that because it's just Benchwarmers. Sports podcast, Benchwarmers, best movie. As everyone's watch it again, I can memorize every single line by heart. I can say them all. Benchwarmers, the movie. I guarantee you that's not in the 100 list of all time, but, you know, we'll roll with it. So homework this week, everybody, Benchwarmers. Watch Benchwarmers. I expect you to come with a fresh memory of that movie. Did you it's see a great movie. Did you see there's a, bench, there's a Benchwarmers 2? I did see it. Netflix. I, I, I watch it's got to be trash. It's gonna. It's got to be trash. It's probably the worst movie ever made. But um, okay, Benchwarmers, sports podcast, sports movie. I like it. Um, we'll get a, we'll get another movie pick from either Tucker or Dill next week. But uh, final round here. I just like to go through. Dylan, you suggested this final round. Why don't you lay it out for us? 
Yes. So a funny news coming out this week from the Boston Bruins. Zdeno Chara was asked, who would be the last person on the Bruins, I think, who, that you would want to quarantine with? And without question, without hesitation, Zdeno Chara goes, Tuka Rask, his farts are terrible. <laughs> Apparently the dude eats a lot of chicken wings, and when he's Chara's sitting behind him on the bus, it's unbearable. Can't contain himself. So my question is to the rest of the guys here. Who would be the last sports player, current or former, that you would last want to quarantine for, with for two weeks? I'm do, gonna, you have, do you have an answer to your own question, Dylan? I'll go last. Okay. Um, I guess mine would be, let me think for a second, it'd probably be the Manning family. I guess you'll have to put an asterisk <laughs> on this, but I imagine the Manning family all lives together. Because they're just kind of weird like that. I think I, uh, Eli will never be able to get out of the brother, the shadow of his old brother, older brother. So he just lives in a lives in his house. I bet lives in his pool house like a little pool boy. I couldn't deal with that. They're weirdos. Uh, Peyton's funny. I could probably deal with Peyton for like a day. Eli, I feel like he would just sit there and stare at you with drool dripping down his mouth. Um, so I'd say the Mannings, Archie Manning. Everybody knows he's an asshole. Like he, he, he basically like runs the league shadow commissioner style uh, for, for when his boys were in the league. Um, and I don't want to hear about those two Super Bowls, <laughs> Patriots. Uh, I don't. I would not want to live with the Mannings. Uh, I don't want to be having to deal with HGH at my doorstep, uh, a la Peyton Manning getting HGH delivered to his house for his wife, quote unquote. But um, so I'm going to say the Mannings. Cam, uh, what athlete would you not like to live with? I'm going to go with okay, – I, I have a couple. So did you say past or present? Yes. Any, any athlete ever. Okay, now I'll, I'll see. All right. So I was going to say Brittany Griner. <laughs> People forget she's a domestic abuser. Because she scares me, and I feel like she would just just kill me. And she scares me. And she, man. Um, I was also gonna say possibly um, Prince Fielder because he is ginormous <laughs> and probably will start to smell after a while. Yeah, the so, hi- the hygiene factor got to put that into effect. <laughs> also, I think she probably doesn't have great hygiene. So one of those two. All right, Tucker. For me personally. Right now, it's Tom Brady. <laughs> I don't want to be in a room with him. I don't want to look at him. I don't want to see him making out with his kids. I don't want him judging me over eating a fucking tomato. I don't, I don't want to be in a room with that guy. I don't. I think it would be the worst time of my life. I just have to listen to him talk about the Bucks and how him and Mike Evans, how Mike Evans is cooler than Julian Edelman or something like that. And how much happier he is now. I just don't want to deal with that. Giselle's the worst. Instagram video. Let me tell you. Now, Jared Stidham's girlfriend, way better than Giselle ever was. Giselle was an awful human being. I never liked her. I put up with her because I loved Brady. Brady's dead to me now. Giselle's the worst. I don't want to see either of them making out with their kids, and I don't want to be getting judged based off of not on their stupid diet. All right. I uh, disagree from, from me there, but uh, Dylan, uh, you're, you pose this question. What's your answer? 
So I actually didn't do any research on this. <laughs> I just wanted to ask the question. But and neither did I. That was off the cuff. So uh, off the cuff to me, I'm just Cam went with the the hygiene factor. So I don't I don't want to pick a, a smelly guy. Although I had I had one in mind. I'm gonna go with a mean guy. I'm going Carlos Zambrano. Remember that guy? For the I remember the name. For for the Cubs, he's a pitcher. The guy uh, had the okay. guy hurt. The guy hit more telephones and dugouts than he did the strike zone. And I am fearful for my life if I had to be near him in a confined space for a long time. He would start to hit me. I, I like that pick because it's out of the box. That's not a mainstream guy you're thinking of. I like that pick. But um, all right, so that's uh, episode 15. Jeez, we're getting up there. But uh, episode 15, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, check us out on our socials at Wasted Takes on Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah, thanks for getting wasted with us, and I'll see you boys next week. See ya. See ya. Then.